This episode was inspired by a conversation I had with my friend, DS Virus, Deathstrike Virus, that I've known on Twitter and from streaming games on Twitch and Mixer. Well, it used to be Beam.pro for a while, and then they switched it to Mixer, but I've known him for quite a while, and uh, during one of his video game streams, we got to talking about pickup trucks, specifically the Ford Ranger, so that inspired this talk here. So I'm foregoing the usual nightcap intro and wanted to introduce that We'll have a brief advertisement and then get on with a tale of trucks and woe. All right, we're going to do a little bit more of a dedicated actual nightcap today, talking about some stuff, a variety, if you will of information about trucks. So, I feel like it's been a little while since I've done this proper. So, tonight, everyone, for this particular nightcap, we have Old Grandad Bottled and Bond. I will say that if you're looking for a bourbon that's not too expensive, that you may initially scoff and turn your nose up at, and I see that we have Wild Bill Flint has joined. Wild Bill Flint, thank you so much for stopping by. I really do appreciate it. We also have Lua Nurka has joined as well. So we're going to pour a glass here. Let's make sure we get that nice audio captured. Oh, that's about the best sound in the world. Okay. What are we talking about today? We're talking about trucks. How and why? Well, I have a shout out. The shout-out today is to DS Virus, Death Strike Virus. I'm going to say something that's probably going to get the guy in trouble. He's the best Unreal Tournament player that I know, possibly on the internet. So you should challenge him to a match and go on his stream and challenge him to a match. He's a great streamer. He's a part of The Shed. It's a real fun gaming group. Loopy Lee's on there as well. A whole bunch of good folks. Uh, they play and stream a lot of games online. He's a super cool fucking dude, although he likes the Penguins, but we're not, not you know, who's, who's perfect, right? Um, but I've known him for a long time. He's a really cool guy, and uh, I've been tuning into a little bit more of Twitch and having Twitch on in the background while I'm sitting around my house. And I, I tend to follow and watch some people that I know, not just for the familiarity, but also for the support. And it's nice to talk to them as well. So, he and I were talking the other day while he was streaming, and he brought up the fact that he had some Ford Ranger trucks and loved this Ford Ranger truck that he has. So, I was like, well, what kind of truck exactly are we talking about? So, we got on to a little bit of some debate there about Ford trucks and Rangers. Now, you can see I have Ford's garage shirt on. Uh, felt fitting today. And so, as we're talking about that, uh, who's talking about the uh, Rangers that he has and some controversial opinions and statements around said Ford Ranger. And I said, hey, uh, talk to him offline, talk to him on Twitter a little bit. And he sent me some pictures of his Rangers. And he has an older Ford Ranger um, and 
I'm going to read some of the uh, – hey, looks like Flixology 101 is here too. That's uh, another fantastic fellow. Follow him around on Twitter and go to his website, Flixology 101. So we're going to talk about these trucks. So he has uh, and talked about a – I believe this is a 2011, or maybe this is the 2008. I can't remember. But anyway, he's got these uh, Ford Ranger trucks, and uh, he says six sits about six inches high. Oh, let's do this. Shit, we got – uh, old granddad today. And by the way, Flixology, if you want to join, shoot the shit. Uh, you can actually request to join. We can have your uh, voice on in the background if you'd like. Oh, that's good. So he says sits about six inches higher than a normal Ranger. Three liter V6 five speed rear wheel drive. Off road package with heavy duty transmission. I seriously love this thing, straight-up tank. So he sent me some pictures of that particular truck. Unfortunately, after more than a decade of driving, it's got a lot of rust. I'm going to try to find the same truck, but extended cab with 4x4. Problem is, it's a straight-up unicorn with that motor. Well, he says he likes the 4-bangers. It's the 4-liter V6 he didn't like, awful gas mileage, and not as reliable as the 3-liter V6 or the 4-cylinder. And... Uh, talking about that, we had a picture of another biggest piece of shit that he ever owned, truck. That's a Chevy S10. So we talked about that particular truck. And uh, he sent me one of his blog posts. And he has a blog post uh, written about this, which, if you've also followed me on Twitter, you know that I love narrating and reading content. But I often find myself struggling to find... Uh, some sort of article, post, story, or otherwise to read that's both interesting, has a fun variety, and that somebody actually says, yes, you can go ahead and read that. So here's his blog post, okay? Now, this may be inflammatory, and this may sound like a challenging statement, and that's good. We want some, we want some dialogue. We want some conversation. I love when people pitch in and talk some shit, throw some shit, post some articles, you know, as long as you respectfully give each other some shit. Now, if you're going to be an asshole, you can fuck off. But that's besides the point. Um, I would say, hey, join this conversation. Join some tweets online. Let's talk about it. What are some good trucks you had? Some trucks you hated? Some trucks you liked? Here we are. Deathstrike Virus. Blogspot.com. Here's a post from, this looks like, April 25th, 2011. 1993 Chevy S10 and a love-hate relationship. Let's get this started with an opening sentence that I think you could launch a Hollywood blockbuster with. Excuse me while I take another sip of this fantastic bottled and bond bourbon. Mm -mm. I'm just going to ramble about the first truck I've ever owned. August 2010, my car was dying, knocking horribly due to my own stupidity and not taking care of her properly. In an emergency, I was car shopping. Thanks to cash for clunkers, the used car market, you know, for us poor people, was utterly destroyed along with the parts market, can't fix my car cheaply. The cheapest vehicle on a 75-mile radius was this 93 Chevy S10. 2.8 liter V6 five-speed Tahoe package. Honestly, the truck looked decent. Decent was in a hell of a lot of fun to drive. I got 20 miles to uh, the gallon in the city and 25 on the highway. I test drove it 
and it stalled going up a hill. She had a wiring problem, but everything seemed to work all right, so I had to buy it. The seller said once I brought it in, he'd fix the wiring issue. It took me two months until I had a chance to get the truck back to the seller. In that time, I went through about $30 in fuses and was stranded I don't know how many times. It was eventually fixed. Let's list some problems. The oil leaked out of the oil pan. The antifreeze leaked out the oil pan in what appeared to be the transmission seal. That shouldn't be possible. The transmission leaked. The pinion leaked. A headlight burned out. I replaced it. Two weeks later, the other one goes out. I accidentally replaced it with a different luminosity than the one I put in the other lamp. The speedometer would either choose to work or choose to list me as going 7 per miles per hour more than what I was going. The computer telling me to shift into fifth gear in town going 25 miles an hour. The one time the windshield wiper flew off. The time the rear view mirror fell off. By the way, look in the movie RoboCop. There's a scene where uh, after Emil blows up a bunch of shit with the Cobra gun, I can't remember if it's Emil or if it's Nash, but one of them hits the top of his... Uh, 2000 SUX and the fucking rearview mirror falls off into the back, uh, falls off the fucking car. And then in subsequent shots, that rearview mirror is not visible. So watch out for that. We did connect this back to a movie, and it always comes back to Robocop and fucking Clarence Boddicker. I digress. The time the rearview mirror fell off, however, it was connected electronically, so as soon as I took a left turn, it smacked me in the face. The time I was replacing the brake pads and a caliper fell down and ripped the brake lines. I had to replace the calipers, pads, hoses, and lines in the front. The failing fuel pump that as soon as you hit a quarter of a tank, the truck would start sputtering and dying. <laughs> Flixology 101. RoboCop! It always comes back to RoboCop, folks. Watch RoboCop. It's a fantastic fucking movie. Okay. The door handle falling off, making it extremely difficult to open the door. Some random asshole backing to the back of my bed, not even leaving a note. My truck at least looked nice, even though it was a piece of shit. From then on, it looked like a piece of shit. Jesus, this sounds like a Johnny Cash song uh, we get from Bill Flint. <laughs> it, it really kind of does. Um, I straightened the dent by crawling under the bed, bracing against the frame, and kicking it out with my feet. It worked, but not pretty. Henceforth, the tailgate held the sides of the bed together. Yes, I had to latch each side on at a time. Gentleman's Reality has joined. Gentleman's Reality, you're going to listen to the story about this terrible pickup truck here. I almost forgot having fifth gear dying. That's right. You put it in gear, it won't accelerate, and it sounds like a fork in a disposal. So, I used fourth gear for highway purposes. <laughs> the hub bearings were shot. It sounded like a helicopter going down the road. The suspension was shot. I did a bump on the truck with rock like a rowboat for a quarter of a mile. There's nothing like crossing the railroad tracks and looking in the rearview mirror to see if the bed is still attached. Despite it all, I really love driving it. It was a complete piece of shit, but it was my piece of shit, and I had a blast driving it. The zero-point turning radius in the winter. Needing to put uh, 480 pounds of sand in the bed so I didn't broadside every single turn. I won't lie, I loved every second of coming into Main Street and Broad Street completely sideways getting really good gas mileage for what I was driving. I also kind of mixed the character of wonder of what was going to go wrong next. 
So that's the story of Dust Strikes Virus. Chevy S10, which he fucking hated. Now, he goes on. Okay, so here's the addition to this tale of woe. What's missing from that blog post is the fact that the side vents were rusted open, so it was freezing in the winter, and the time it caught on fire to the kid from AutoZone installing the battery incorrectly. Ha ha ha! So then he says, as part of this conversation, and here's where I feel like, you want to get spicy, let's talk about this online. He says, I know everyone used to argue over Ranger, S10, Dakota, or Tacoma, but clearly the Ranger won. The amount of them on the road from the 80s on, still driving and used for work, is insane. Here is what I replied. Everyone should drive at least one piece of shit vehicle. Builds character. That's from Flixology 101. I agree. If you go back and you listen to our post on cars, I had a little 88 Tracer roller skate. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say it was a piece of shit, but that was definitely no luxury uh, fucking automobile. Psychoscapes has also joined the stream Psychoscapes. Uh, scapes. You can follow him on Twitter. He's got a lot of cool horror shit. So give him a holler. Say hello. Now I said, the S10's all disintegrated. There's a few Dakotas and Tacomas out there. Tacoma's more on the West Coast, but otherwise totally right regarding the Ranger. And he says, lol. He didn't really say lol. I just read that like that. I had a Chevy guy admit that once. He was like, I loved the S10s, but clearly Ford won that fight. I see, quite a t- uh, I see quite a few Tacomas in the south, but still not at that sheer volume. So that's the story here of some S10 and Ranger love and hate. And now we're going to get to another juicy part of this. Um, what's the juicy part of this, you might say? No. Mr. DS Virus and I, not that we were arguing, I was trying to type on my uh, control pad slash, ooh, wait a minute, Wild Bill Flint says, got a 13 taco, love it to death. I believe we talked about that. You've got, uh, you've had that truck, for, uh, you know, for a while, and sounds like you've had nothing but good uh, good things to say about it. I, I know that those trucks, too, are kind of uh, fucking tanks. I know a lot of people who've had those and absolutely loved them. Um... So DS Virus and I, we were uh, rapping a little bit online, uh, sort of about some Ford Ranger shit, and uh, while he was talking on there, he said, and I quote, I'm going to take another drink of this fucking old granddad bottled in bond with just a tiny splash of water. I did not re-oak this. I was meaning to do that, but I needed a drink the other day, so I couldn't wait and just cracked it open. I'm going to say I, I swig right from the bottle. That way then my bald, badass countenance uh, retains its image. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. He said, <clears throat> the Rangers were great when they stopped production. And I said, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 they still make them. And Mr. DS Virus himself has joined the stream. Man, you just finished us reading your tale of woe slash Johnny Cash song about your piece of shit S10. And now we're digging into Ranger talk. Now, he said, it's not a Ranger if it's not rear-wheel drive with a stick shift and blah, 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 blah. Now, I tend to agree, and I'll say why. Because... And this is not meant to be a dig on anyone who has one. Oh, Pliskin SD joined. We got fucking snake in here. Been watching the whole time. Couldn't remember my Periscope login. 
oh yeah, fucking, I've done that too. Every now and then I forget how many fucking logins I have for bullshit. Call me Snake. Uh, so, I had a Ford Ranger. One of the new ones. Big mistake. For multiple reasons. Because number one, I had this F-150 that was fucking amazing, and I cry kicking myself at night that I should have kept it because that truck was awesome. But I got and one of the new Ford Rangers. Now, I got this I got this Ford Ranger custom built. Looked badass. Had the off-road package. Uh, I had the extended cab, so not the crew cab. So a little cab and a half. Spray-in bed liner. Off-road package. Blackout package. Uh, got everything in that. The little fucking uh, adaptive cruise control. Power mirrors. Uh, the 10-speed transmission. The drive modes. Heated goddamn seats. Fucking would give you a blowjob. Blah, 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 blah. DS Virus says, I got a 2011 Ford Banger Ranger. Again, rear-wheel drive and five-speed. Never had a check engine light. Every now and then, man, they don't make them like they used to. So I get this new Ranger. So let me tell you about this truck. And maybe you have people out there that love them. I did not. Let me tell you the things about it that I did not. Number one, they told me, and I even asked the guy at the fucking dealership about this. I said, okay, adaptive cruise control. So that means if I turn adaptive cruise control on, will this completely stop the vehicle? Oh, I'm going to use a voice. This wasn't his voice, but I'm going to use it because this is the way it sounds like in my head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll totally stop the truck, man. DS Virus says, battery, throw out bearing, brakes, and tires, the only things replaced or needed to be. Now, that's a reliable fucking vehicle. We'll see if Mad William Flint can pitch in on what he has or has not had to get done on his 2013 Taco. And that's not a Taco Mobile, that's a Tacoma. A Toyota Tacoma, if you're watching this and you don't know trucks. Which is totally fine, because the story is entertaining regardless. That blog post is fucking incredible. That absolutely sounds like uh, either something you would listen to on the radio. Wait a minute. Or uh, like a Johnny Cash song. So the new Ford fucking Ranger. The tacos are pretty nice. They are pretty nice. Uh, says DS Virus. So this new Ranger, the adaptive cruise control, guy at the dealership. Wait, Wild Bill Flint says, most boring truck ever. Nothing but routine maintenance runs like a damn top. Yeah, man, you need some fires. You need some uh, wheel bearings to blow out. You know, you need to have the... What is it? The fucking weld that fell off one of my dad's cars and the wheel just fucking fell off and he crashed through some dude's fence. You need some shit like that to happen. Otherwise, I mean, having a vehicle that just fucking works, that's dog shit, man. That's boring as fuck. Wild Bill Flint, 140K. Schlep it from Nashville to upstate New York and back. 16 hours at a clip. Love my taco. The entire exhaust system to fall out? Did you have the entire exhaust system fall out on those fucking trucks? Dude, that's a that's a goddamn travesty. Mm. So, this guy at the dealership, he goes, Oh yeah, that'll totally stop the truck. Let me tell you, no, it will not totally stop the truck. The first time that I fucking used it. Now, maybe it's my fault because I should have read the fucking manual, which I normally do. But I didn't when I first got it, because like, sweet, I'm going to drive this fucker home, oh, this is cool. So I turn on the adaptive cruise control. 
Number one, the adaptive cruise control functions more or less like this. You're driving along. Things are going great. There's a car that's some distance ahead of you. He slows down a little bit to take a turn, and the adaptive cruise control is like, oh, hey, I think that guy might be stopping. Let me slam on the fucking brakes. And then you come to, like, a goddamn stop. You're like, what the fuck? But it wouldn't come to a stop. You want to know why? Because that adaptive cruise control below 25 miles an hour shrugs its fucking shoulders, throws its hands up in the air, and is like, eh, I'm just kind of out, dude. Just disengages and lets you just fucking crash into the fucking person in front of you. So the first time that happened, I was like, oh, Jesus. And I almost fucking uh, smashed. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't paying attention. Now I was paying attention to keeping the truck in between the lines, but I figured I didn't have to brake or accelerate. That was the whole point of adaptive fucking cruise control. So no, it doesn't fucking stop the goddamn truck, which made it pseudo useless in regards to part of the reason why I wanted that was for slow moving traffic in the morning during a commute. So I could kind of just put my feet to the side and listen to some bald asshole, dumb shit podcast and fucking drive to my morning job. So no, you can't do that because it doesn't fucking work. And not only did it not do that, but again, the thing would like slam on the goddamn brakes when it wanted to stop at all. So this is just a piece of shit. Fucking sucks. Ford, fix your fucking adaptive cruise control. Thing was a goddamn travesty. Pile of shit. Fuck you and your fucking adaptive cruise control. Crap. Second thing about it that sucked. The fucking the 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 height that they list for the vehicle. Now maybe I'm insane. Actually, no, I know I'm insane. I could swear up and down the street. I got the measurements of that truck. I got the ground clearance of the truck. I got the height of the... I got. I measured it all out. Measured it all out. Okay, I, I have my garage. Now, the garage at this place, when they installed the fucking garage, to the, uh, the garage door, the nincompoops that installed the fucking thing didn't install the fucking uh, brace right or the... Uh, what would that be? The bar for the for the track for the uh to where they have the little carriage that pulls the door back so it's low so the the garage door when it gets pulled up because i guess they initially installed it on a cantilever door which if you're replacing that why would you install on this old heavy cantilever door where the garage door opener when you go to close the door the thing was would struggle so bad you could tell that like the motor was running away so i'm like hey you need to replace this fucking garage door so you get a roll-up door but it can't pull it all the way up because the fucking thing holding the track is in the way so it comes down a little bit yeah the new ranger in the height measurements and again maybe i'm off on this and if i am go on twitter and tell me to eat a sack of cocks because i will read your tweet not eat a sack of cocks because I like county dogs better. But anyway. Doesn't fit. Doesn't fit in my fucking garage. Doesn't fit in my garage because they mounted the shark fin for the fucking Sirius or Nav or whatever. They mounted it on the highest part of the cab so that if I go to pull it in the garage with the garage door pulled all the way up, by a space of about an inch and a half or so, it would rip the shark fin off the fucking roof. So part of the reason why I got rid of the Ford and got this Ranger so I could park it in my garage. Eh, joke's on me. Can't park it in the fucking garage because the thing doesn't fit because the measurements are fucking wrong. So that pissed me off. So that didn't fucking work. 
The other thing about it that was just redonkulous, okay, so it's got this, what, 2.4, 2.3, I think it's 2.3, 2.3 turbo, twin turbo four. Now that thing's got ten a 10-speed transmission in it. They might as well have put a three-speed in it because that thing, once the weather, especially when the weather got a little cold, when you would step on the gas, I, I swear it was like to keep the gas mileage or whatever, they wouldn't open the turbo, so you just hear the four-cylinder winding up, this tiny little four-cylinder. You'd hear it winding up, and that thing would redline first and second gear. Finally fucking shift. And then by the time you do it, you're already kind of moving. And then by the time you start letting off the gas, then you're like, oh, now you're going to spool some turbo up here? Fucking garbage. Now, if you would take that truck and you would shift it into sport mode, and when you had it in sport mode or manual mode or whatever the F it was called, if you would put it in that mode, okay, and you're at a light, and you're like, all right, let's give this fucker some gas. If you mashed the uh, shift to, like, advance the gears, and so if you if you, if you kind of stomped on it and then you... Like, like you're playing some old school NES game where you're like mashing that B button. Sounds like your normal 2.3 liter four cylinder is way better. It might actually be, but here, here's the caveat to that. It's, it's who, it's whomever and how, however they program those gear ratios and the bias for that thing. So when you put it in this manual mode, so then it's like, okay, well, clearly you're going to go. So. It turns off the auto start-stop. You can hear it that it's spooling up the turbo a little bit better when you let off the gas and you start going. But if you mash that thing like you're playing track and field on the NES and you made it shift up faster and you quickly got into, like, third or fourth gear, then that thing would actually take off like a rocket, and it was badass. But, like, who wants to sit and have to do this all the goddamn time? Like, I got to shift it into this other mode and fucking mash this button to not have this thing be goddamn goofy. So that sucked. So that wasn't so great either. I'm like, hey, I didn't want to have to do this. Like, you know, again, if every time I have to, like if I have to downshift and do this like this, I should have just bought a manual at this point. I have the worst of both worlds. I don't have the control of a manual, and I also have the laziness of an automatic because this thing runs like a turd. So I hated that. Now, maybe somebody who's fine with just kind of being a little softer and slower driving around, in that regard, it was fine. Steering was nice on it. Everything else was nice on it. It was a little loud on freeway speeds, which is another complaint that I've heard, and I have to agree. A little bit of, little bit of a high amount of road noise on that old boy. So, I mean, the ride was nice. The interior was nice. All that was good, but their adaptive cruise control sucks. The transmission was stupid as hell. Whoever programmed that, dude, you have 10 fucking gears. Use 10 gears. And also, don't stop and sit there in seventh when I'm going 50 miles an hour or whatever. Upshift. Go all the way up, idiot. Because again, when you would stick it in this manual shifting mode, you could shift up into that, and then you get great, and then you get great gas mileage. DS, DS virus says, you ready for this? Man, I'm ready. Watch. I'll take a drink. I'm ready. Here we go. I hope he drops a bomb. That transmission is a joint project between Ford and Chevy. I thought it was Ford. Well, 
it's GM. Uh, do they put that in Chevys or just in GMC? But yeah, that, so I'll get back to that. Cause I had that transmission in my Ford actually in two Fords and they did not operate like it did in that Ranger. That Ranger, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with that. Maybe I got a, maybe I got a, a goofy one or something. I don't know, but that drove me nuts. Like, what is it with the fucking transmission in this fucking thing? So the breaking day for me, the breaking point, was I'm out, like, clearing some snow off of it. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, this is a lot easier to clean the snow off of this than it was my full-size truck. And then I look back at the garage, and I look back at the truck, and I'm like, yeah, expect, except I wasn't supposed to be clearing snow off of this because it's supposed to fit in my fucking garage! Yeah, I'm a little pissed. A little pissed off. It was very disappointing. I really wanted to like it. In a lot of ways, I really did. I mean, the seats were nice. It was comfortable to drive. In that regard, I actually felt like it was pretty nice. But man, whatever they did with that fucking transmission. That shit, I don't know what the fuck. So I've had two other I've had two other F one fifties that were relatively new. And again, I should have kept I should have kept I I custom ordered this F one fifty. So I had, again, the extended cab. So it's the cab and a half. Now, now I got the, I think it's the three liter twin turbo six in that, which they normally only put in the big extended giant boner bed trucks. But I got it in the smaller truck. And man, that thing was like a fucking rocket ship. Holy shit, was that fun to drive and whatever. No, the turning radius in the F-150s are crap. But other than that, man, I loved that truck. I had LED lights all in it, like a fucking spaceship. Otherwise, that thing was was awesome. Why did I get rid of it, you may ask? Well, I hurt my back the same year I got that kind of truck, which was a bummer for me. And then I sold my house and moved. And so I got into this whole, you know what, I kind of just want to change. And I really don't want to keep this for the term of my lease. Oh, hey, they'll say they'll pull it ahead and I can get this Ranger. So yeah, I spent a little money and got out of that truck. That was awesome. Got this Ranger that I liked for about the first two weeks that I had it. And then I fucking hated it. So then I threw a whole shitload of money at the problem, got rid of it, and got an F-150. And then I drove that F-150. And I was like, man, this thing does not have the power and whatever, like the other one for 150 that I had. I don't really know if I like this truck that much. Although I should have just, I should have just kept it. I should have just kept that truck too, but I'm fucking stupid. So I got rid of that again because they had specials on Rams that came back and said, oh, we'll get rid of whatever vehicle you have and you can get a Ram. So I'm back to a Ram now. And honestly, other than them being a little bit straight line slow, I love that Ram. Uh, It's a nice truck. I don't have anything really bad to say about it. It's got a lot of nice little features. However, given the fact that I don't commute to work anymore and blah, 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 uh, I'm going to try and sell it. I have that up for sale, uh, on Swapolis. So if you want to buy a Ram and you live by me, not that I'm going to tell you exactly where I live, but go on there and buy that truck because then maybe I'll go buy a used truck. Maybe I'll go buy a used 2011 Ford Ranger, which brings this back to the original conversation and post by Mr. DS virus. Follow him on Twitch, death strike virus, follow him on Twitter He's a really cool guy. He's an incredible Unreal Tournament player. He's got me looking at this Hunt show, uh, the Hunt Showdown game, which looks badass. He plays all sorts of great games. He's entertaining. Give him some shit. He also likes fucking cores. 
He's big into the banquet beer, which also which instantly makes him about a thousand times more likable than he would be if he didn't like fucking cores. Uh, so a really solid dude. Plus he likes Ford Rangers, real Ford Rangers. So I can't bag on him too much. I don't know, man. If they if if the transmission in that thing hadn't been wiggy, and I swear it, it was worse, like in cold weather. Obviously, I would imagine because of the turbos, but there's something about that where. It would just sense that, hey, it's colder and chilly, so not only are you not going to get turbos, but also let's just drive around first and second gear the entire fucking time. Son of a bitch. Otherwise, I I really, like, I mean, I kind of like driving that thing. Like a great sound system and everything else in it, too. But, man, I don't know. Unless uh, Unless they really do something to soup that fucker up. I don't think I would go back. Flexology 101 says, Coors Banquet pairs perfectly with this nightcap. Man, if I had... You're all going to be so disappointed in me. I I have a confession to make. I have Coors in the fridge, but it's Coors Light. Don't, Don't hate me. I'm trying my best. I'm really struggling out here. It's coronavirus land. I, 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 you know, it's been, it's been rough. But I hope you all have enjoyed this story. I know a lot of the nightcaps I've done lately have either been short or they've been a little scattered and all over the place. But honestly, this sort of crazy energy and crazy stories and fun stories and talks and the feedback with y'all in chat, I absolutely love it. Flixology101 says, that's perfectly acceptable. See, I, I knew I always liked you. And that's not only because I love your website that pairs, that perfectly pairs beverages with all of your favorite exploitation movies and solves the mystery of Ben the Gardener from Mausoleum. And also, I'm not biased because I consider you a friend and you've been on this podcast several times before. That's besides the point. It's because you have good taste in cores, light, beer. So, it's 11.36, but I'm feeling energetic and feeling fun. So, now that we've continued to talk about trucks and a little bit about booze, if anyone else who is in the chat has any stories or tales they'd like to tell about vehicles they've driven, do feel free and please pipe them into the chat. I will read them out loud and comment and share stories. Otherwise, uh, I will now say that the truck that I had, the first truck that I had. Now, this may sound, I may talk like I'm a, oh, shit, DS Fire, it says, drinking a Coors Banquet, here's how he sounds. <clears throat> drinking a Coors Banquet myself. He doesn't really sound like that, his voice is better than that. But he's drinking a Coors Banquet beer, my man. Can or bottle, or draft, do you have just a Coors Banquet draft tap in your house? I know knew a guy that had one like that, uh... He had a, a kegerator, and he kept a keg of fucking cores in there. Needs more yinzer in that accent. <laughs> nice, brother. Um, lol, I wish. Cans. Not bad. I like cans. I feel like I like cans more than bottles, uh, only because uh, when you throw your empties uh, over in the little bag you have, uh, that can cause breakage and make a mess. I like that I can kind of just throw my cans around my house because I'm a scumbag, lonely bachelor. Anyway. The first truck that I had, and this goes into a very long story, that I'll have to retell at some point later, 
Although, you know what? You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to read it right now. I have this. I have this saved. While Bill Flint says, yeah, I got to say, I'm partial to nice cans myself. Yeah, I'm just, uh, oh, Fluxology 101. Hannah Honda CRX Red. Got it cleaned and waxed for a date. <laughs> it, it turned pink. Showed up in a pink car. <laughs> oh, man. That sucks. Yeah, I'm getting my car all ready for a hot date. Get my nice red Honda. Fucking looking like hot shit. Looking like Japanese efficient sex in a nice, reliable, conservative sedan. Except I ruined it and it's pink. Dude, that's a... That- that's a little bit of a disaster, if I'm honest. Uh, how how did that actually like happen and shake out there? That sucks. Um, let's see. Here we go. I found my story here, folks. This is the this is the glory of having two two tablets running at the same time. I sincerely hope that Periscope did not just crash on me. I have a feeling it might have. Uh, let's see. Flixology 101 says, we got married and had three kids, but divorced, too. Was it because of the pink? Was it because of the pink car? You know, on my end, I don't see my video anymore, so I don't know if that's, like, fucking fucked me all up. Like, I can't see my video playing. Is the video still playing, or did that freeze? If anyone who's still in here watching the chat, can you still hear me and see the video? Or is Periscope completely shit the bed? It's hard for me to tell. I can't tell. I do see some hearts coming across the screen, so I'm assuming that somebody can see something somewheres. Periscope is extremely unreliable and kind of a pile of crap. Let's see. I may have to restart this. Mm, this is not looking good. I'm going to have to restart this broadcast, but for those of you who are, are watching this uh, later on part of the, uh, if you're watching this as part of a, oh, I think that's it. I think Periscope just locked up my shit. Yeah, dude, it's fucking legit, dog. Let's go back to Periscope. Is Periscope still running? Nope, it looks like it's crashed. So let's try it again. We're going to have to do this in two parts because I'm going to read the rest of this uh, fucking story out loud. Um, hopefully the people that are there, they hear this and it continues initializing video stream. Uh, so those of you who are listening to this, a podcast, here's what I have to do. I have to restart this. Um, because Periscope, if it loses connection, um, it, it just dies the worst fucking death. I mean, it will just crash into the toilet um and it's no good uh so you have to like reboot your phone pretty much at that point um i hope this is his fucking handle we'll try it uh you have to pretty much restart your phone when when periscope dies it dies hard um i've had it where when I'm doing the ones where I'm driving, it's crashed, and 
you're driving along and Periscope like loses its loses its connection or whatever, that shit will just bomb into the toilet. So I did uh I did reload this. Oh now we have Kevin Strachman has joined. Kevin Strachman, welcome to the stream. We're talking about vehicles and trucks and cars and that sort of shenanigans today. So we're hopefully uh, getting the second part of this live because Periscope bombed out and dropped uh, my initial stream, which makes me not entirely happy. Let me see if those guys that were on there, um, if I can coerce them to rejoin. But in the meantime, uh, let's see. I'm just going to try this. So, again, here's what we got to do. Uh, let's see. Had to... Uh, we'll do this. Had to restart. And we'll tag those guys in and see if they rejoin. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Maybe maybe it's so bad at that point that it crashed their shit too, which I actually wouldn't be surprised because uh, it's that bad. But um, anyway... Because we were talking about trucks and we were talking about cars, it might sound like I've driven pickup trucks for a long time. Now, in in a certain sense, it will. Um, <laughs> Flixology 101 replied to me, lost connection right after the pink car story. Uh, that's because, <laughs> because Periscope crashed. Yeah, just like that. Um... But what I want to talk about, okay, so the first truck that I had was, I think at this point, probably about six years ago. So I got my first truck about six years ago, and I always wanted one and just never just never got one anyway. And I had this cool little I had this cool little car. Um, Actually, now that none of those other guys aren't there, I kind of feel like I want to. Sh- I kind of feel like I want to save this story. Um, but I, I, I only got trucks after getting totally stuck and fucked up uh, in this just horrendously awful storm. Um, the, the. Um, Thing was, I had like this cool little car. I was always partial to little like hot hatchbacks and that sort of thing. And uh, it was after sort of a fateful evening that I ended up um, ended up running afoul of some weather, and it kind of destroyed this car that I had. And I ended up getting a pickup truck. But I've tried of a I've tried a variety of them since then. I admit I've never driven. Uh, at least not for any long period of time, a Chevy. Uh, and I've never driven a GMC. I actually really like the Sierra. I think the Sierra is a very cool-looking truck. Uh, I feel like they do a very quality job uh, on those particular vehicles. But I haven't had one. I've never had one. So I can't really attest to whether I like them or don't like them. And the vehicles that I've had, so I've had an F1, I've had the F-150, the new Ranger, and the Ram. I would say there's a lot of stuff I like about the Ram. There's a lot of stuff I like about the F-150. Um, I think they're both solid trucks. And honestly, unless you buy something that's 
not what you're looking to get, e.g. you either aren't sure about the features that you wanted or whatever, both of those vehicles, uh, you're going to have them for a long time and, uh, you know, they're going to do you very well. So, um, you know, I, I would say in that regard, you, uh, you know, you couldn't go wrong with either of those. Some people say they don't make them like they used to, that the steel and stuff they use now is crap, that that stuff's all bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. I didn't own any of the ones from back in the day. My biggest problem with some of the trucks from back in the day was that they would either have four or five speeds and you got terrible gas mileage, especially some of those old V8 trucks. I mean, you would get like four miles to the fucking gallon or whatever, especially if you're pulling or hauling shit. So I don't know. If we had anyone who was like an old truck person, I would love to hear your thoughts and views on that. That would be very interesting to me. Um, but let's see. Uh, come. If y'all come back, I have a tale of woe. Let's see. Um, maybe that will be it. Why can I suddenly not type? But I, I haven't, uh, I didn't have any of the old trucks. But I know, like, a lot of people really liked those old, either the manual transmission vehicles, you know, especially those old Rangers. I know they stopped making those in, like, 2011. So I feel like that was enough into some sort of more modern times where you were going to get some, you know, nice features of a newer vehicle but still also have some of the things that made older vehicles uh, kind of nice to drive. Um, before everything was super overly computed, super overly concerned with just gas mileage all the time. And maybe that was the problem with that Ranger. Uh, maybe the part of the problem with that Ranger was they, they were trying too hard to eke out gas mileage Maybe they figured that people that were driving a smaller truck uh, didn't necessarily want, you know, something that would haul ass. Now, I could have, and this is this is about the only other thing that's kind of neat about some of the modern vehicles. I could have went and got a kit to flash the transmission and basically, uh, you know, you, you, you buy these kits so get this little computer thing you plug it into your you plug it into your vehicle you drive it around for a little bit and you send it back and then you pick basically like these power profiles and they retune that so that you get you get kind of like i mean the idea is that you're supposed to get the best of all the all like you're supposed to get the best of all worlds you're supposed to get performance off the line but then it's smart enough to know how to tune that down so that then when you're up to speed and or highway driving, it's very aggressive and saving you gas. I haven't installed and done any of those in any of my new trucks. I had one that I installed for the Ranger, and that was supposed to, from the company, and I'm not going to name them, 
was supposed to, I guess, turn up the turn up the air mix or something like that, if I recall. And I I feel like it didn't do I feel like it didn't do shit. Uh, I feel like that was a waste of money. So I returned the whole damn thing and decided that you know they had a return policy. So I just told them, ah. Oh, it's doing weird stuff, and the fuel light's coming on, whatever. So I sent it back and got my money back because that thing didn't fucking work. If you're not going to spend a lot of money, you're not going to get one of the ones that, like, flashes your entire, like, transmission, whatever, then I would say beware. It's probably not going to do shit. Um, hey, Wild Bill Flint is back. I'm glad to see her back. Uh, yeah, Periscope kind of crashed. Thankfully, I was able to close the app and didn't have to reboot my entire phone. But that was me. That's Periscope. Every now and then, Periscope just flicks the, flips the fuck out and just dumps everyone. I feel like I don't have good luck with that. But <clears throat> I have a tale of woe. And this tale of woe, before I get to that, for those of you that are listening to this as a podcast... You're going to hear a brief advertisement, and then we'll be right back. Okay, now that you're back, let's get to this tale of woe. So, I had a turbo diesel Golf TDI, Golf TDI that I bought, and I absolutely loved that car. Had a neat sounding little diesel engine. It was fast. You could put it in sport mode and race around at 100 miles an hour. Super fucking fun. Nice uh, DSG transmission. You could really shift that thing like a mofo. And you also would get like 50 miles to the gallon on the highway. I remember cruising that up and up north and back and getting 55 miles to the gallon. Now granted, later on you find out that Volkswagen lied about the emissions and I was probably poisoning the planet. But it was fun as hell to drive. The interior was amazing. It was quiet. It was fast. It was efficient. I absolutely loved that car. And I was going to drive that car till it fucking disintegrated. And I would have. Except at one point, and this was about six years ago, uh, here in the Midwest, specifically Michigan, we got bombarded with these storms. And these storms were so bad that they flooded the freeways up to the point where the water was touching the uh, freeway exit and uh, entrance and exit ramp signs. Cars were floating around, uh, tons of municipal damage, tons of people's homes got flooded. It was an absolute fucking disaster. I drove home from work and then went to go let my sister's uh, sister's dog out of her house. So... I wrote a journal later on of what I had seen and what had happened. I'll read that to you now. Here we go. Had to stop at my sister's to let out the dog. Traffic slash water, not too bad. Leave 45 minutes later. Water seems to be backing up on the roads. Progressively and rapidly gets worse. 16 mile road has areas of bad flooding now. Trying to go down 15 mile. Huge area of flooding that I make it through near 15 Dodge Park. I then get past Shaner and in a huge surge nearly got washed away by a flood as Red Run pours over the top end of the bridge and down. 
Car barely makes it through, then stalls. Had to push and steer it through some water by myself uphill into a very nice older black fellow named David helped me push and steer. Sat and watched and waited to see if my car and me would get swept away by waiting for my father. Car eventually starts, struggles, and manages to get going. Drive back to my house. Water all over the basement, including a huge family of toads in my egress window. Clean that up best I can. Leave car there, go back to parents. Shower and eat. It's now 11 p.m. Head on out to go to my sister's house because of the dog. Harrowing journey. Roads washed out. Wrecked cars all over. Construction equipment all over. Fires. Fights between people losing their cool. Routed by emergency personnel through some parking lot that is marked with road flares and barrels to avoid huge bottomless water pits. Pile up of cars floating around and bumping against one another like toys in a bathtub on main road. Freeway is literally a river. Finally make it back to my sister's house. Dog is a good dog and has not peed in the house. She gets a cookie. Their basement is coated with motherfucking diarrhea shit water sewage back up that I initially think are turtles. Can't get a hold of them. Finally collapse and go to bed. It's 2 a.m. And I had a link at the time of where my car, car stalled and where the river surged. And usually the area, and maybe I'll post the video of this later, there's usually 12 foot or more down to where there's this water. And in the video you can see there's like four inches as it's rising and, and uh, lifting up. That that afterwards, that vehicle, so there was water, water washed over the front of that car and stalled. I then get it going later, get it to the dealership. Dealership says, well, there's water in the front headlamp assembly, so they're going to replace that. No water got into the engine compartment. So, a testament to Volkswagen's engineering. The rest of the engine was dry. They figure water got up the exhaust pipe, caused it to stall. That's that. No big deal. They put it in a dyno. They do all the rest of their tests. Car passes with flying colors. I'm like, yeah, no. Once you have a car that's got water in it like that, especially in, like, the headlamps and whatever... You get water anywhere near wiring, that car is going to at some point have fucked up electrical problems that will haunt you like some specter poltergeist. You'll never get away from it, and you'll fucking curse the day you had it. So, the day I picked it up from the dealership, I drove it to a Dodge Ram, uh, Dodge slash Ram dealership, and I even told the guy there, I'm like, look, I'm looking to sell this car, trade it in. Here's what happened. It got checked out. It crosses the I's, dots the T's. They all certify it as fine, blah, 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 blah. Now, when I drove it there, I could tell. It did not shift and perform the same way that it did before. Something with it was just not quite right. If you had had that car like that from the beginning, maybe you would have thought it was fine. And maybe it was fine. But I, I got rid of it. I was honest. I told him what had happened. He runs it. He goes, well, it doesn't show up anywhere for me yet, so you're good. That's fine. Here's the credit, whatever we'll give you for it. So I got out from under that Volkswagen TDI that I dearly loved, 
and I got what I think was a 2014 Ram 1500 Bighorn, and that changed my world, changed my life. I absolutely loved that truck. It was like nothing I'd ever had before. Just God, absolutely fucking loved it, and uh, in a way, I wish I had kept it. I should have kept it. That thing was kind of a trophy vehicle in that regard. Uh, I missed that truck. So in a lot of cases, they say that a dog is man's best friend, but I disagree. I actually think it's pickup trucks. You can disagree with me on that, but until you've had one, especially if you had one that gets you out of a sticky situation, and that truck too. Remember, I got that truck, and then that winter, we had some pretty bad snowstorms that winter, and man, having a four-wheel drive vehicle with that sort of ground clearance and tires and everything on it, it was like nothing. I'm like, where has this been my whole life? God, it was just like a, such a game changer. Um... You, you know, you, you you turn that stuff on, and as long as you don't stomp on the gas and drive like a psycho, you feel like you're unstoppable. And even this current vehicle, we had some storms kind of this summer. We had some roads that got kind of flooded. Hey, man, when you're in a truck like that, I don't want to say you don't have to worry about it, but you kind of don't have to worry about it. Again, unless you pound on the thing and you're going to go flying through it a million miles an hour, it'll kind of just roll over the top of anything. And a lot of those Tacomas, too. The Tacomas have nice ground clearance. So I'm currently back into our Ram pickup, 1500 Bighorn. I like it. At this point, I kind of want to sell it just because I want to buy something used and lower my payment because who knows when commuting is going to go back to happening and whatever. But I would say if you're ever looking for a change or you've ever gotten stuck in the snow or you've had a catastrophe that almost washes you off the road and you have to clean up poop turtles uh maybe look at a pickup truck you know a lot of the suvs that they have too you know the suvs aren't like they used to they're grocery getters the ground clearance is low um but and i haven't driven one and i haven't seen one for real but that new ford bronco looks mighty nice they're trying to give a, a run for the money for the Jeep Wrangler, the Jeeps out there, and like that Forerunner and the Tacoma, and I guess maybe even Land Rover, Land Cruiser, with their sport model. But I like that. I like the way that new Bronco looks. I haven't really read or heard much uh, reports on it on people having them on the actual road. But it looks good, just as long as they didn't fuck up the transmission like they did in the Ranger. I don't know, again, I don't know who programmed those ratios or whatever, but man, what a disappointment. Although, maybe I should have kept it and give it, given it more time. Maybe it would have settled in after a while and been better, but I, uh, I decided to get out of that. Maybe I shouldn't have. So, per nightcap fashion... When we have a drink like this, we're not allowed to leave the nightcap until the drink is done. So we'll be finishing this. And I want to finish this off by saying, if you want to follow some good folks, follow, what's his username? Follow Wild Bill Flint on Twitter. Follow Flixology101 on Twitter. And make sure you check out his website. Very good horror movie, exploitation movie reviews. Very funny. Really cool guy. Some great drink pairings. Maybe you can find some drink recipes that you weren't sure of. 
DS virus, death strike virus. Not only can you follow him on Twitter, but he's also on Twitch with sort of the same name. Uh, DS virus is also on Twitch. Again, he plays a lot of great games. He's a really cool fella. He's got a great community of people that interact with him there. One of the best streamers that I know. Not that I follow a whole ton, but I do check out a lot of them, and the guy is just great. Uh, Wild Bill Flint says, And once I'm out of Twitter jail for carding out for calling out Cardi B on her, uh, her character. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Um... But DS Virus, follow him and his whole crew. Check out The Shed. They do a lot of great gaming, streaming. Uh, his stream is awesome. Make sure you check that out and throw him a bone. Stop in. Give him a follow. Uh, a lot of those people that have those streams, they they do it just like I do this dumb nightcap podcast. Man, I do it for the story, sharing the stories with y'all. Uh, I can't thank you, DS Virus, enough not only for your ranger comments and stories in the first place, but for also clearing me and letting me read your uh, podcast that you had written here on stream. Um, I hope that was entertaining for everyone. And I hope that wherever you are, you get out and you hit the road and you enjoy some of the great freeways, highways, and scenery that we have here in this great, big, and beautiful country. Go out, uh, you know, see the sights. But be safe and be careful. And make sure that in whatever you drive, you keep up your maintenance. Check your tires. Check your oil. Take it in. Get the routine maintenance. Hey, just like a guy in the old wild, wild west, you don't abuse your horse. Don't abuse your car. Anytime I get into a car and I see someone with a low tire pressure check engine light on that just drives around and ignores it, I kind of want to shake them until candy comes out. So don't do that. Uh, make sure you make sure you keep take care of your vehicles. And honestly, a lot of them, if you take care of them, they'll last you a long, long time. So that being said, it's now 0004. So a great nightcap episode. I can't thank uh, everyone enough for stopping in and saying hello and checking this out. If you could, always... Stop in for the nightcaps, retweet, talk to me on Twitter, check out the podcast, Cigar Goyle Lounge. Uh, I'm also on Twitch. I haven't really streamed too much, but I will. Same name, Cigar Goyle. Uh, and Instagram, Cigar Goyle Lounge as well. I post some good pictures on there now and then. But I love you all so much. You're the ones that make doing this fun. So I will talk to you soon. Take care out there. Have yourself a great night. If you have any stories, things you want to read, things you've written that you want me to read out loud, share, talk about, please send them my way. I absolutely love that stuff. I eat it up. So have yourselves a great night. We'll do this again soon. Take care. Take it easy. And good night.